Hey, listeners, thank you so much for joining us for the second season of Midlife at the Mailbox. Over eight years ago, Denise and I met during a chance meeting at our neighborhood mailbox. Over the years, our friendship has blossomed into something bigger. We can't wait to tell you all about it. And although we no longer share a mailbox, we really are closer than ever in real life. This meeting at the mailbox inspired a friendship, a business relationship, a lot of laughs, a couple tears, and now a podcast. So come along and listen in. We're so glad you're here. Denise and I are very, very excited about today's guest, Jessica, Jesse Cummings. Absolutely. I met Jesse when we were working together as I coached her through a recent career transition, and we just clicked. Her innovative branding and approach to build her breastfeeding community was so refreshing and inspiring that I knew I had to have her out in our podcast. She's had so many things that she's done in her life. She started out, some of her career highlights include she studied art and design and earned a BFA in graphic design from the University of Illinois. Yeah, she's also from Illinois, so I know there'll be Are a you? lot of- Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. You grew up in Illinois? Yeah, I sure did. Okay, we're going to come back to that. Sorry, to <laughs> come back to your- Last last guess, it was Fresno. Now we have, I think she's from Highland Park, actually. So we'll have a lot to talk about. I forgot forgot to mention that. Anyway, so um, Amy is studying, or excuse me, Jessie is studying art and design, and she earned her BFA from the University of Illinois. She's worked on an award-winning ad campaigns for some of the largest brands in the world, like Lexus, Under Armour, and Google. She's also helped build the celebrity beauty and skincare empire as well as worked as a creative director for the Fortune for a Fortune 500 company for 10 years. And lastly, she's now an entrepreneur herself. She's building her own empire and decided it was time to build a brand for Titty City Design. And that's what we're here to talk about today. Welcome to the show, Jesse. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's, it's so great to connect with you both. And I'm excited to share what I've been up to with Titty City. Oh, we can't, we can't wait. We can't wait. So I shared a little bit, but Jesse, why don't you share a little bit about yourself uh, to the mailbox here? Yeah. First start with that you, first start that you grew up in Highland Park, Illinois, which is very (laughs) close to here. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, um, my, my parents, my brother and his whole family live in Highland Park today. Um, I grew up in, you know, the Northwest suburbs of Chicago and, I've been out here though. I've been a California girl for quite some time though. I I was we that one that over Amy. <laughs> <laughs> I was that one that got to the really sunshine. <laughs> yeah, I believe me. It's snowing today, so <laughs> I understand the need and want for sunshine. <laughs> yes, yes. So um, I'm a very very happy California transplant. I live. Um, I live with my family, with my three-year-old son and my husband, my partner, and our dog. And we live in the South Bay in Southern California. And yeah, I don't know if I officially said it, but I am Jesse, and I am the tits behind Titty City Design. <laughs> you heard that right, listeners. She said tits. Yeah. Yes, I did. You're going to be hearing a lot of boobs, titties. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, be talking so about if you're that. little, yeah. So if you have any little ones in the background, just know that this word is we're normalizing these social taboos, right, one at a time. So yeah, yeah. And actually, um, to begin, I am about to celebrate two years since I officially launched my business, and 
this is just a really exciting time. You know, it was 2020 and the pandemic, it changed everything. Um, I think we can all agree on that. And um, yeah, and (laughs) that's when I started Titty City Design. And initially, um, this was just a side hustle, honestly, but I'll get to all that. I'll get to all that. So I started this body positivity brand that celebrates new moms and breastfeeding because breastfeeding can be so freaking hard. And my brand also advocates for breast health. And I actually donate a portion of my proceeds to Metaviver. They are a breast cancer organization that makes 100% of their donations towards helping patients with metastatic stage four breast cancer. So that's a pretty advanced stage. And, um, and I actually, I found out about this organization through when I started Titty City Design um, through my community, which I actually, I like to call my community because <laughs> I love a good boob pun. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, I, through my products, social media, and I also have a blog, I'm building Titty City to be a supportive community. And um, and really what I've been up to is I create products that celebrate our bodies and to help strike up conversations about the boobment. Yes, you heard that correct. <laughs> the boobment. Um, what is the boobment? Well, it is a social movement that I started to normalize talking about boobs especially about our experiences with breastfeeding and about breast health. Um, it is, it's 2023 and <laughs> it is still so hard for me to believe this is true, but talking about boobs and breastfeeding is still taboo. It's just, it's just wild to me. People truly whisper the words, breasts, boobs, titties. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, we're probably all a little bit guilty of it from one time or another. And I believe that just by talking openly and candidly about our breasts and our experiences with them, that we can take back the power from those who over-sexualize our bodies. And instead, when we talk freely about our boobs, we can promote things like body acceptance and body confidence and self-love. And we can help educate about breastfeeding and postpartum and transitioning to motherhood, which is freaking hard. And (laughs) (laughs) right. And we also can encourage each other to just take better care of our breast health because sadly one in eight women will be diagnosed with breast cancer in their lifetime. So that's, that's what the boomin is that I started and Titty City Design is just the catalyst for all of it. So That's awesome, Jesse. I mean, I loved hearing about it when I was coaching you and now, you know, hearing about more behind the story, right? And I think there's a ton of parallels. um, I think too, between Amy and a lot of the things Amy feels passionate about in her personal life and and, uh, the fact that you guys are all from the same place. (laughs) I think there's going to be a lot to talk about. And I think too, once you guys, you know, hear Jesse and what she's, you know, what they're trying to do with Titty City Design, I think you will find that, it's it's done in such a fun, playful way that it is really breaking down these taboos and and norms um, that we a lot of times have, have come into play, right? So yeah, um, 
So thanks for that. Amy, what about you? I've, I've kind of kept you. No, you, I love here. this. You know, like I, I said in our first episode, like I love learning about all this and I can definitely hear the marketer in you. <laughs> um, Jesse, from all of these great boob puns. And from the moment that Denise had mentioned um, that she had met you last year, I was like, we definitely that, you know, and I looked up your brand, like, I'm like, oh, like she would be a really fun guest. And so we're so happy that you're here. And, um, you know, I, I really, I, you know, as a, as a, my son is 11 now and I was not able to really breastfeed him. So that was obviously a struggle for me, like early on, but I've also, I lost my best friend five years ago to breast cancer. So oh, I really, so really thank you. I really, really, um, like, and, and like the mission that you're on and, um, I think the message is really, really powerful. So, you know, keeping this light and fun, I, Denise and I are big fans of great stories. Tell us about you a little bit more, um, how you got into how Titty City began, you know, and go, I'm ready. Yeah. Well, oh yeah, I have got a story. <laughs> you know, I do. <laughs> um, so. First off, I have always been an artist. And for as long as I can remember, I have been an advocate for boobs and breast cancer awareness. Um, sadly, my grandma passed away from breast cancer. And so did my mother-in-law. So mm-hmm. breast health has just been a significant part of my life from growing up through through adulthood. And, you know, breast health is an important, it's an important aspect yeah. of all of our lives, really. But In February, 2020, I became a mom for the first time and not just any mom. I became a pandemic mama. Uh, I mean, I sometimes just the shivers down my spine. It's such a wild time to become a mom for the first time. So I had my son three years ago and then the world shut down and yeah, it's hard to believe that that was three years ago because it all feels like a blur, um, yeah. which I know we can all relate to that too. <laughs> yeah, I feel like some of it's, you know, been like kind of pressed out or pressed, at least for myself. And like sometimes when I, yeah, when we start thinking about the things, I mean, I always said, gosh, if I was a newborn mom right now, I would be freaking out, like freaking yeah. out. It was wild. Well, I'm not going to sugarcoat I, that. <laughs> I empathize with you. I empathize with you. So I really do. I mean, it's different when you have little ones, but keep going. This is your story. Yeah. <laughs> so totally. I mean, it was wild. And that, so three years ago, that's when I had started my motherhood journey and my breastfeeding journey. And that's when my love and respect for all things titties just took on a whole new meaning for me because my lonely and challenging breastfeeding journey became the inspiration, which ready for another boob pun, the titspiration, <laughs> <laughs> the titspiration behind my oh, brand man. came from my breastfeeding journey, really. So let me just say this. Breastfeeding is freaking hard. Okay. It may be the most natural thing in the world, but it does not always come naturally. And you were saying that too, Amy, like it does not. And like, it's something that you and your baby have to learn how to do together. And I never really heard anybody talking like that. Not once did I hear someone I know's 
talking about their breastfeeding journey or their postpartum experience for that matter, because a lot of people don't talk about it, which I'll get to, but yeah, people don't talk about it. They don't talk about like, they don't talk about what it's like to have a baby. They don't talk about what it's like to get that baby home. You know, you walk out of that hospital and they, the the hospital staff is just like, do you have your car seat? And we're like, yep. Is it installed? Yep. And they like, give me your baby. And it's like, See ya. And you have to write this entire manual yourself. So yes, I, yeah. Yeah. You don't need a license to have a baby. There's no no driver's (laughs) test, you know, like, here you go. And that could actually be regional as well. Like not to interrupt your story, but like having, I've had a baby in California and I had a baby in Illinois. And I said, we'll say I had a lactation consultant in California at the hospital. And that was not provided to me in Illinois when I had a baby there. So it it could very well be like a little bit of the normalization of some of that, right? Like California being a bit more I don't know. <laughs> yeah. In some, in some well, it's also just about knowing about resources, but if we don't talk and share about that with each other, it's kind of hard to know what yeah. to look for or know or that which that's hospital something. would have that, right? If you're yeah. advocating for that, I mean, you know, it just depends, right? Some, some people are not interested. Some people are very interested It all. Just depends, right? Yeah. 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 So as a pandemic mama, there <laughs> was very little help available, truly. Um, I, I think we can all remember how scared we were around that time of just being around other people at the beginning of the pandemic and Mm -hmm. like zoom, like having this podcast right now, we, we, people were just not comfortable with all this zoom and we weren't, we didn't have it figured out yet. We were a bit in panic town. So, um, there I was with my baby and, you know, we overcame the many breastfeeding struggles we encountered together. And there were many. And, and luckily, honestly, we were able to continue our breastfeeding journey for 25 months. Wow. I, I can't <laughs> even believe amazing. it. I, I, wow. it's a milestone I'm so proud of because I truly did not even think I was going to make it a week. Like, I think maybe you, maybe you felt similarly when you were like, what the heck is like, I'm not doing this. This is insane. It's so hard. And you're in so much pain, you're recovering all that stuff. So I, I can't believe that I made it to 25 months, even talking about it now. Um, that was never my goal or my intention, but I, I'm so grateful that that that's how it worked out. It was, um, a really frustrating and really lonely breastfeeding journey and motherhood journey, you know, as you can imagine with the pandemic. And I was really like in need of an outlet. And so that's actually when I began to channel my creativity and my admiration for my breastfeeding journey. And honestly, our magical bodies. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Like we create a baby and then we can also create milk. It's, it's crazy. So, um, I was inspired and I, you know, it made me, it made my creative you know, fireworks go off for me. So it was the, it was near the end of my maternity leave from my full-time job where I was working as a creative director. And I started painting these adorable titties on all different ceramic pieces. And it was, it was kind of just for me. It was a little escape for me. It was a much needed mental health break when my little one was asleep, you know, for those little, little short sleep windows. And (laughs) It was, it was really relaxing to paint. And it even just helped me get back in touch with my creative self because becoming a mother is a whole other identity. 
and it takes time to adjust to, and it can make you forget about the person you were before becoming a mother, because all of your responsibilities revolve around keeping this tiny human, you know, alive and well. And so you kind of forget the person you were before. Yeah. So hundred percent. So smart. So smart. I mean, the things that you said there are like, you know, you didn't even have midlife at the mailbox podcast to tell you this. <laughs> no, we, we oftentimes share, you know, trying to, <laughs> I say that in just mailbox. Business. But, um, but yeah, I mean, the things that you're talking about, that self-awareness and trying to like remind a few of things that you did before you had, were a mom are, are so key, right? I mean, sometimes when my baby was napping, especially with number one, I was like watching Housewives, like Bravo and I, I, napping or cleaning, all the things I shouldn't have been doing probably, but you were doing great well. That's why I love that, right? That you were working towards some goal that made you feel alive, right? And thriving. So, Well, don't get me wrong. I also watched shows and cleaned and did all the things. It was like, it was extreme exhaustion from all of that, that I was like, what, like, what am I doing? Like I needed to, you know, I needed to, to find myself again a little bit, yeah. honestly. Yeah. So well, and the resilience, I think of, you know, just this extraordinary life event that you were going through at the same time that the world, or, you know, at least in a couple yeah. generations that our world hadn't gone through this global pandemic and nobody knew what was going on. And, you know, I think when you're having a baby too, like I remember taking my baby to a lack, like outside to a lactation consultant, like at a we could take our babies outside. Like at yeah. that, we had our oh, babies. Yeah. <laughs> I would have been petrified. I would have been petrified. Like, oh, yeah. oh, I can't even imagine. That was just, those were some of my fears and anxieties. Everyone has different ones, but like that was I, mine. I was yeah. grateful that I got, I got actually a pretty reasonable, you know, maternity leave because parental leave in California is, mm -hmm. you know, one of the best in the country. Still, I could talk about that. That could be a whole other podcast of how, <laughs> of how that needs to change, but, um, and needs to be something that's recognized on, um, a federal level, but, but really I am grateful. I had, I had 16 weeks and, you know, some of it wasn't paid, but I did get that time and I'm, I'm really grateful for it. But then think about this. I have my whole maternity in quarantine. Like yeah. my whole maternity leave is in quarantine. Like I couldn't see friends. No one can meet my baby. My family didn't get to meet my baby, honestly, until he was 15 months, oh. um, most of my family. So it was, it was, it was a very strange time, but yeah. when I, when I was painting these beautiful boobies, um, my mind was just drifting to all the other mamas out there who are also experiencing this, just like me experiencing the same loneliness and the oh. breastfeeding struggles. And I mean, it's hard enough without a pandemic, right? Like oh, yeah. it's hard enough. Yeah. And finding motherhood just really difficult to adjust to, you know, I know there were so many other people out there like me. So I longed for that supportive village, right? That village that we a all community. hear about. A community. <laughs> mentioned or a community. Right? Our community. <laughs> you would say. Amy's getting go. in on it now. Amy's in on it. Amy's in on yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I And I, that's what I wanted. I wanted that community. I wanted those people, but. <laughs> We were all on lockdown, but I was thinking about, I was thinking about everybody and it really, for me, I think this was the beginning of something. This is when I started to realize that I wanted to create this brand. I wanted to create this community, one that encourages and celebrates other new moms just with love and positivity and uplifting, you know, encouragement and just shower them with praise and support because it's hard. 
Motherhood's hard. Breastfeeding's hard. And talking about it just needs to be normalized. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to go off script a second. I'm going to ask like, yeah. so when you were doing your, when you were started doing your crafting and started putting things together just to kind of put a hobby back together for yourself, what was the first, um, Titty City design that you created? Oh yeah. I have it here in my office. So the very first thing that I painted was this ceramic tile because honestly I had it in my house. Like I had a bunch of tiles from another, I'm always doing craft projects. I really am. And so I had this ceramic tile that is a coaster. That was the very first original thing that I painted. And, and then I actually painted a whole set of them and I still have them around my house. I keep one in my office. (laughs) My design is just all, all boobs, different shapes and sizes. And I painted on this ceramic tiles, like, you know, four by four. And, um, and then I made a whole bunch of tiles and my design has gotten honestly crazy refined since then. And I could probably paint them all my sleep, (laughs) (laughs) which I do get now, by the way, I do get sleep. Having a three-year-old is very different (laughs) than a newborn. newborn. Um, Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that was the first thing I painted. And then because I kind of liked how the pen felt on the ceramic, the next thing I did was I, I went online and I ordered all sorts of ceramic things. Like I had different pots and like planter pots and things like that. You know, everyone had pandemic hobbies, right? That's awesome. I mean, I love hearing so much about, and you know, when Jesse and I are working together, I loved hearing about all the products and, and really just all that resilience and what she took and, you know, with lemons could have been lemons, but she made it lemonade. Right. And she went in there and, and it wasn't missing. So she created a gap for herself. And that's what we hear for so many entrepreneurs, right? And that's what we try to inspire, you know, people I work with in my private practice as well. Like, where can you find that gap, right? Or, you know, mm-hmm. find the need that needs to be done and try to, you know, see if you could fit yourself into that hole. And so you did that, obviously. Some of my favorite ones that I saw on your website too, were the little, they're like a little catch-all and they they give you breastfeeding milestones. I think that's really cool and inspirational, like three months, six months, you know. Yeah. I'll take the two and a half month one for yes. <laughs> two, but yeah, um, yeah, it wasn't. That's amazing. Congrats. Like, honestly, it's, that's incredible. I, I celebrate any breastfeeding journey. Yeah. It could be an hour. It could be years. Like it's just, it's, it's magical. So yeah. So fast forwarding now, your son is three. So now tell us what is going on with Titty City Design? What are you doing? Um, are I you mean, selling I, these? I, yeah, I want you to touch on yeah. things you're doing on Etsy, Patreon, like all those things. Your in yeah. your in-person events, like tell us all about it. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay, so naturally I have all of these things and I'm like, what am I doing? Like I <laughs> my partner, he's like, okay, we've got a lot of titty pots around here. You know. <laughs> um, <laughs> and um I was like, yeah, they're pretty great. Um and actually he he agrees. He still does. Um <laughs> but but yeah, so I I started an Instagram handle. That was like, you know, we were all on our phones at this time. Um and I started an Instagram handle Titty City Design where I began to post these creations. And I I don't know. I mean, honestly, I wasn't really sure at first, you know, just kind of putting them out there. And lots of people were on social media at the time because we were all in lockdown. And I started gaining followers and I was actually starting to sell them through my DMs. 
So I'm selling these hand-painted boob-covered ceramics through my DMs to people I've never met before. And um, it was it was pretty fun. I mean, it was it was just a little, you know, a little creative outlet for me still. But yeah, so let's level set though. Like how, you know, how did, I mean, and Amy's social media maven here, but uh, you know, how many, how are you getting these followers? Like yeah. what was a lot of followers, right? The, your ability to sell, this is, you know, I think fascinating for people listening that might be interested in starting their own gig. So, yeah, I mean, I think it was just, I think people sharing it, you know, like, uh-huh. oh, wow, this is unique. This is different. Um, I, you know, experienced, experimented a little bit with like hashtags. Like I was not, mm-hmm. I was not a very social media savvy person at the time. Now I'll mm-hmm. tell you like today it is, it's so funny because I am always in front of the camera on my social media mm-hmm. and I'm happy to talk openly, but I, at the time it was just like, it was just pictures of myself. So it was just, I was just showing my artwork and I think mm-hmm. people were just sharing it. Like who has oh. an experience? I, and that's that this like this community of other moms and breastfeeding, they, they jumped on it. They were like, hell yeah. Um, the breast cancer community loved it. Uh, they jumped on it too. And, um, and I think people just started sharing it. And I, I started hearing some incredible stories from people because, you know, that's what social media is and, and your DMS are open and the comments are, and, and before I know it, like I'm, I have like, I'm starting this community and I have some people on there that I know have been around since like when I first launched it. And, um, and yeah, they're some of them, you know, maybe, maybe didn't even buy anything from me, but just support me and like mm-hmm. what I'm doing. And, um, and it's just, it's really fun. It's cool. I, I it's strange. Your social's but, great. Yeah. yeah. Like you're up to like what? 6,000 or so followers, right? So yeah. Yeah. I'm over 6,000, um, and, and growing, you know, I mean, it's, it's a fun, it's a fun place to, it's a fun place to be. And it led me actually, cause I was selling them through my DMS. Right. And that's a lot to manage. So maybe it's probably a little bit more simple now, but at the time it was, it was a lot to manage because your DMS, they start to get lost after you have some more conversations. And, um, so it led me to opening up an Etsy shop because okay. I, I, I could no longer really manage it, you know, from the standpoint of my DMS, <laughs> especially because now I was back at work and I was like, I'm a, I'm a full-time mom. I had part-time childcare, two days a week childcare and while working and, and doing this. So Etsy kind of became an easy, like an easy kind of starter, which is a good place to start. So that's easy, actually guys. where she had literally like three full time jobs. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> I just want everyone to understand that what you were doing is not easy, but amazing, really. It's you know what? Thank you. I will take that credit. I will take that credit because Pass looking back, back. <laughs> yeah, looking back now, like it was a, it was hard. It was hard. It was like, but I think because. I was so excited and passionate about it and I wanted to figure it out. It didn't make it feel hard at the time. Like it was hard because I was like trying to figure it out, but because I really like, I was very, I was very much enjoying it. I think that's really 
well, maybe I said it was, <laughs> maybe you that's why you were in like career flow. Should I say, um, career totally. flow. I mean, you were, you know, you were doing something you loved. You were, it was passionate yep. about the cause. And then on top of it, you're an amazing designer. Like I can't wait for people to see your designs when we start to promote. And it's just, it's really cool. Like how it yeah. all kind of came together. So, okay. Yeah. So that was your, so step one was social media. Step two was your Etsy shop. Now yeah. like, you've done yes. even more. So let's keep going. <laughs> yeah. So I, that actually helped me launch my first real like product with my design printed on it because mm-hmm. I was hand painting these. And again, that's not, that's something that was for a little bit for me, honestly, for like my mental clarity. Um, but also I wanted to be able to reach more people. So I was, I, I've, I've worked in, um, you know, I've worked in this industry of design for my whole career. So I had some resources that I was able to reach out to, um, from my professional, you know, (laughs) from my professional referrals. And I, I reached out and was able to source and get some of my stuff made locally. So my first my next question is got designed. Um, it was locally printed and it's what is called my hot tits mug. <laughs> yep. Hot tits, hot coffee in your hot tits mug. <laughs> and um truth Great be told, name. this <laughs> this mug, this 16 ounce mug is still my breast seller today. <laughs> No, but it is. It is. Um, I still, I, I make a lot of them. I sell a lot of them. They're super fun. Um, so I ended up launching this mug covered in my popular titty city design on my Instagram account. And I directed people to pre-order the mug on Etsy. So like I put it, the link in the bio, I was talking about it in my stories and my posts, go, go to the link, go to Etsy. So the only thing on there, only thing I had on the Etsy was the pre-order to buy the mug. Do you remember how many you sold in pre-order? Around 80, actually. Wow. Yeah. And, um, it was wild because like, that was like right off the bat and it was so wild to me. Um, the 80 people I don't know want to buy this mug. And I realized that I was actually like doing this. I was starting a business, <laughs> you know, and step three, you became an entrepreneur, right? That I know. An entrepreneur. <laughs> I know. As his entrepreneur. There we are. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, so that's, you know, that got it going. I had, I, that, that paid for the order of all of them, you know, like to get made. I think I had, um, it was a random number in my head, but I'm sure it's crate, like a certain crate amount that I had to order. I ordered 288 mugs <laughs> and I was wow. like, well, 80 of them have already, already been sold. sold. So let's do this. And, um, so, you know, I went and go pick them up and brought them all home to my dining room table and I, <laughs> I, like, have, now what? <laughs> I have all these mugs. I'm like, okay, like, and we're going to store them somewhere in our house. I scrambled to figure out how to launch a Shopify store because I was seeing other artists online on Instagram and things. And Shopify was kind of like having its moment. Yep. And, um, so I was like, okay, I could figure this out and I can make all the graphics. I'm a trained graphic designer. And so let's do this. So in March, March 30th, so just about two years ago, oh. March 30th, 2021, that's when I officially launched tittycitydesign.com. So 
I was doing it. I created a side hustle. I added my hot tits mugs and my hand-painted <laughs> ceramics to the Shopify store. And, and that was that. I was in business. Rest is history. Here you are. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, like after that, like I had kind of taken a minute back. I'm like, hey, I I do have a full-time job. I I need someone to help me run this (laughs) side hustle, I think. So I I hired a writer. I hired a writer. She was my first Titty Team member who still works (laughs) with me today. It's a contractor. It's not like I was able to hire somebody full-time. So we, we set parameters for what, you know, what we want, what, what I'd like to see from her, what help I need for the website. And, um, and then ask based on my budget, how much she was able to provide. And, you know, she backed down from some things and I was like, of course. And, you know, hopefully being able to grow this as an opportunity. So we've actually been working together for, for just about two years. And, um, yeah. And so she helps me with my website content. And then five months later, August 21, I officially became an LLC, which comes with other costs. And it's a, you know, you're, I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to start paying. I'm going to be, I'm going to have to pay taxes on what I'm earning here. (laughs) So I got to be a business. But I think actually one of the things that, um, I realized about it too, is that I wanted to be able to separate like my family from my business as well. Right. So becoming an LLC kind of helped with, you know, with that. And, and I'm still not an expert at the whole business side of things, but I'm doing my best and I'm learning as I go. And, um, and yeah, 10%, but more than the average person, you are in turn an expert (laughs) is what I heard on Amy Porterfield. So there you are. (laughs) But that's what you, but I mean, that's what you have to do. I mean, I, I just got off, um, I do a, group coaching for like just teaching how to utilize Instagram. And yeah. I got off this call this morning and the business side of is like, I know it's something that like, even like I struggle with in terms of trying to figure out like, okay, how am I going to capture, like, how am I going to capture payment from these courses? And, mm-hmm. you know, is it worth the investment to get a QuickBooks or is there, do I need some other like CRM that has other functionings in it that I can also yeah. bill? And right now I, for me, I'm still billing, like my clients give me a check. Like I, you know, not like chase yeah. them down, but it's like, I'm, I still have to like chase down, you know, what it is that I'm, what I'm bringing in. So I'm, I'm proud of you for taking those steps. Um, and how did I learn how to use Canva? How did I learn how to utilize Instagram for my business and for my clients and, you know, developing content and things that I'm, 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 um, I'm teaching. And a lot of it is like, just like what you said, you're learning as you go. It's the same thing. You know, Denise is always like in awe of, you know, like, oh, like you're, you, you go through this like so quickly and you picked up the website and like, but this is all stuff that I've taught myself how to do, you yeah. know, and that's, that is what makes this well, fun I mean, and exciting. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And everyone's different, right? Like Amy has the patience and the, she doesn't, she's not afraid to like try it and, and not, you know, make a mistake or fail like in design, right? For example. And so Sometimes like I just don't have the patience or I don't want to spend the time. And so, but I mean, it takes that like really um, 
you know, that right formula, right? And and Jesse, you yeah. have that too, right? In, in your aspects. I mean, I what I heard so much of, you know, prior in your story, like the networking, right? You just started talking with people in design that you'd work with to manufacture in LA when like all of, you know, overseas family manufacturing was yeah. all shut down, right? Yeah, you, you couldn't do that. Scale. Yeah, no. and you were small scale anyway. You wouldn't have probably been, you know, contacting someone overseas. But the ability to just not give up and be like, "Well, everyone in overseas is, you know, giving up, so I, or you know, not working, so I'm yeah. just gonna like, you know, table this idea till things get better, right?" And you know, we didn't know when things are gonna get better. And you know, yeah. I heard that. I heard like the networking, like, and then also like you want to scale, right? I mean, what I heard yeah. in there is that, you know, and that's what. It's so important. You wanted to build your business and so you hired someone, right? And you made a creative yep. arrangement. It worked for you. It sounds like it works for her. You're still working together two years later. Yeah. I mean, and that allowed you to do other things, right? And I mean, Amy and I are kind of learning those growing pains right now on the podcast, right? We've hired Hivecast um to do this, but um to do our editing. Know, yeah. Yeah. So do our editing yeah. and things like that. And so things that you know Amy and was mostly doing and I was doing some of the writing, but like it was that is it's a lot. It's allowed us to provide more content. So you're welcome. Well, yeah, it's it's important. <laughs> it's important to recognize where you want to spend your time, right? Yeah. Because like, I want to spend my time, you know, making really cool designs and coming up with booby puns. By the way, mm-hmm. here's one for you called yeah. boob, boob storming. This is uh, <laughs> when, when I come up with a new idea um, or, you know, when I collaborate with somebody. It is, <laughs> let's put our tits together. <laughs> I so, like it. Okay. <laughs> so I, yeah, we're I all putting our tits together right now. And yeah. for you, the writing, you know, that was probably very time consuming and writing yeah. all the captions. I feel it, right? Even for myself, as I'm trying to put together, you know, these, these you know, creative, um, you know, synopsis of like my course, like I know what it is that I'm doing with my course, but you know what? I like, don't want to take the time to write. So like, I'm yeah. getting to this point where I'm also like, okay, how could I figure out how I could afford somebody? Right. With. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know what? And, and, and there's like, there's a risk that's obviously taken. You yeah. have to, you have to sometimes like, I didn't know I wasn't guaranteed that I was going to be able to afford this person month after month. Um, but if I didn't try it, then how would I know? Like, how would I know what kind of time that freed up for me? So I completely trust her to just to nail it. And she does every time. So I got very lucky in that. But I also know that if something's not working, you don't have to keep keep at it. You know, if something's not working, shift, change, try something new. Um, you know, that contract isn't permanent. Like if it wasn't working or I wasn't able to afford it, like right. maybe I give it a couple more months and just see, wait it out and then realize, okay, is this not happening or is this not working? And, and it might not be that it maybe it doesn't work out creatively, right? Like maybe they're not providing the right creative um, writing or design or whatever that you need. I mean, you need someone else that speaks titty. So that's, that's <laughs> a big deal. Yes. And she does. She's wonderful. She's a mother of three and very supportive of the breast feeding community and the breast cancer community. And so, um, it, it was honestly like quick little story. Um, she pitched it to me. <laughs> oh, this was a little wow. bit crazy. Like I was actually, awesome. and 
right now, by the way, like totally sidebar, I've been practicing like manifestation, very popular right now. We're hearing a lot about people manifesting and, and kind of really getting alignment with yourself and stuff and, and all your goals. So I think at the time I may have just been manifesting her into my life (laughs) because all of a sudden she slid into my DMs. We know that fun term. And she was like, I love what you're doing. And I'm a writer and I, can I help you in any way? Like, how could we work together? And so it was a really fun conversation and it opened my eyes. And, and just by listening, I was like, all of a sudden I had tons of ideas. I'm like, yes, I absolutely need you. (laughs) And, um, and now, yeah, now I can't live without her. So just stuck with well, me. Kudos, yeah. And kudos to that. I love hearing like, you know, that's great for like anyone out there, like, in, you know, looking for new work or looking for work that inspires you. Hey, you just literally, you, you took a shot. You would have never known if, if that woman hadn't reached out to you, you would have, she would have never known either. Right. Now it's created, yeah. you know, a side or, you know, a opportunity for her as well as you. Right. And, you know, yeah. it's really just taking a chance. Like we hear that so much. It's so, mm-hmm. so important. I think that, you know, there's a lot of things working against us. So I think it's the more you can put yourself out there. I mean, honestly, but like, I feel like something could, something's going to stick. Something's going to happen somewhere. It's just got to keep, keep at it, keep trying. And But it also, it also speaks to the level of community that even, you know, within the past two years that you have, that you have built up. Right. So we said that you've got about 6,000 ish plus or my, you know, more than 6,000 mm-hmm. followers excuse me, more than 6,000 followers. And, you know, the people are following you for a reason, right? You've given them this sense of community. And within that sense of community, this this woman that you hired or, you know, that works with you, she also felt inspired by what you were putting out and wanted to be a part of that. And so I think that is really special in terms of what you've, built in such a short amount of time that these people want to be behind you, you know, within the company and helping to and helping to make it grow. So I think kudos <laughs> to you and and this community that you've built, which is which is really phenomenal because, you know, I I try to do that every day for my customers, you know, but it's a little bit harder when, you know, it's a little bit harder with 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 certain items of sale. But, you know, you have it's amazing. It's, it's, it's Thank really you. Amazing. That means a lot. That means a lot. Like I, I, you know, it was, it was last, last some, well, beginning of summer, May, that's summer. Sure. Last May, it was, um, it was the weekend before mother's day. And it was my first in-person event. That was the first time that I brought my titties to to the, to the people I've been behind a screen this whole time. I have never met an in-person. I haven't talked in person to other mothers. I mean, like, oh, wow. right. Like it was wild. Anyways, where I'm going with this is that it wasn't until like you actually saw people in person and getting to like, talk to them that like, it, it all really just started to feel a lot more real to me because being behind the screen, like I, and doing this kind of like call it a side hustle at the time that like, um, it didn't feel so real yet, you know, until you really get to like see people and see how they react to uh-huh. your products and to what you're working on. So there's definitely this people connection to the community, the yep. community. The and human element is not dead, right? And no. in, yeah. in, 
in-person events aren't dead. And, you know, I think at the end, you're going to tell us about some upcoming events in Southern California that you're going to talk about. So um, I love it, right? Because we talk a lot about the human, right? Putting that community yeah. I and mean, you did it before, you know, you know, you did it before when things were more virtual focused, but now, you know, you've come out of your bubble, right? And now it's yeah. like kind of in-person full force. So I love that. Um, you know, and kind of with that and taking a little bit of a pivot, um, and talking about, you know, we've talked about social media, your entrepreneur pursuits, and but your design skills, right? And your your talent mm-hmm. for design is is really a sought after skill, right? You know, I was just telling you what, you know, because graphic design is kind of a, a is a need and also like um, sometimes a, a gating factor to starting a business because of the cost element. So maybe you could tell us, um, you know, how you kind of got into graphic design after, you know, you were at University of Illinois and and how you got your start in that realm of your life and career? Creativity is like in my blood. Like it really is. Like I I know from like as a little kid, that's just where I was drawn to, what I was interested mm-hmm. in. Um, you know, I was actually pretty decent in school. I got A's. I like I worked hard to get A's. Um, I have an older brother who was always very helpful in that department because he was able to, he, you know. He experienced all all schooling before me, you know, and then it was kind of a little more familiar to him to kind of help me through school in that way. But he was so much more math, engineering, brain, accounting, numbers. And I was just like crazy creative. I had every creative hobby out there when I was a kid. Um, And I I also, thinking back, I was very entrepreneurial at the time as well. Um, If you're familiar with Highland Park, where I, you know, where, where I grew up. I was part of the Highland Park Port Clinton Art Fair, which happened. Oh, really? I, yes. And I was in the kids section of that for years. And I made a killing at the time. I'm not going to lie. I would get out of there with like $800. I was like, what? yeah. Wow. Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> That's I, <it> amazing. Was, <laughs> yeah, I was making little clay miniatures. Honestly, anything I could think of to make, I would do it. And, um, and yes, I had this entrepreneurial spirit to, to sell my work, even as a young kid. So, um, when it came time for me, like, as far as like schooling, um, I, I applied for the art program and it was a state school, university of Illinois, a great school. Um, and, and I, you know, I had to have a portfolio to get in. It was a very small program for arts. Um, university of Illinois is known for a lot of things. Um, but the art school is very small. So the school of art and design, wonderful. There was like 30 people on there. So actually we all still kind of, we all still really know each other pretty well from our class, like 30 class. Um, and we all studied graphic design. So that's kind of my whole, you know, if you want to take it back, the creativity kind of was, (laughs) it's always been in you. It's been there. Yeah. So, um, you know, after school, I started to have my career in graphic design. And that's, that's, you know, really all, all my, all my professional jobs have been in design. So we've got Canva, like you mentioned, and, and just honestly, there's, there's so many more, like you can, you can just type in your search window, you know, a, a, a kind of tool and something will pop up. I think it's amazing that these are accessible and it makes it mm-hmm. really a lot easier for people that don't have a design background to create pretty good looking stuff. Um, but I will say about these tools, which are great, is that um, 
you do kind of need a little bit of a design eye, you know, to really master them. And there's also things like you can take little courses and little, little webinars and things to get some pointers around it. So if you are self-driven and you have these tools, you know, you're, you're set up in a pretty good place. They didn't even need to go to college. You really could, if you have that in you and you like want to learn this, like you can. But I'd love to know as an entrepreneur, what is something that you are most proud of? So you've shared a lot about your um, experience growing your business and how you got started and your why. I'd love to know thus far, what is one of your proudest moments as an entrepreneur? Yeah, absolutely. So um, this one's pretty cool. So, you know, very, very short time that I've that I've been in business here. But, um, and I told you, I mentioned about how I've done, I did my first pop-up event, which was last May. And I did a few more over the summertime. And then, um, you know, pop-up markets and things like that kind of die down in the fall. But, um, but then I got accepted into Renegade. Renegade's great. They have all these local artists come to a place. They do a great job of marketing. And there's a lot of people that come to their events. And, um, and they're, you have to apply. They're hard to get into. I've got someone from my local Teddy team. So I've got some people that come help me with my events. And, um, you know, we're setting up and... And then she arrives, like my my friend, my uh, titty team member, Lauren, and she arrives. And I'm telling you, we barely even had time to hug or say hi to one another because there was a line of people waiting to get into the titty tent. And there were people were just coming in. They were coming in. They were buying things. They were asking me questions. It was like, I it was like on overdrive. I couldn't believe how much attention, I don't know if this is just like the marketing of the event, people knew about Teddy City, or people were just talking about it at the event, but we were, we had a whole, we had a line, we had a line to come into the tent. And I, I just, after that day where I, by the way, I had like made the most in sales I had ever done at an event. Wow. And um, I sold out of one of my products on the first day, which were these super cute beanie hats. I'm showing one on the screen right now. I have these really cute beanie hats that have embroidered my design on them. And I sold out of them at this event. It was, it was so fun. So exciting. It was a two day event. And I, I hadn't brought every single product with me, but I had to go home and, and like get more products and bring more products to this event. So it was just so wild. And me and Lauren, after this event, we were just like, we were just in shock and we were laughing about it. We're like, we we had to like duplicate ourselves or we, we didn't even know. We had people handing things to us to ring up, asking us questions about Titty City and the movement because I had some awesome signs about the movement. And um, it was just wild. So it was just such a proud and overwhelming moment to me where I just really felt that there's not only a market for this, there's a need for this. People want this. People want to talk about what I'm doing. And um, it just felt so good. It felt so good. I read, I rode that high all the way through the holiday season. Little follow-up to this. So did you, you marketed this Renegade event to your Facebook or to like, do you have a Facebook too? I do have a Facebook. I, 
I Instagram is where don't you're do big. too much in okay. the Facebook. I I use Facebook as a platform as well, but it's okay. mostly um, Instagram. Instagram. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you promoted the Renegade event on Instagram. Renegade itself obviously reaches a lot of people. Yeah. And you had this line, which is amazing. So from, were you like talking up the fact, like in your stories that you were going to be at Renegade for like that you got in, like, did you start the excitement of like what was going on right away? Or did you kind of like keep it like under wraps? How did you like announce that you were going to be there? Yeah, I, you know what, it started in my stories and just being able to share about it there. Um, and, and then being able to post about it. And then when I was there, I had some people, it was their first time, their first experience with Titty City. Some people knew about it and were in the area and wanted to come see us. And it was just a whole mix that a lot of, I actually also heard from a lot of people that were there. Cause I had these bags that are branded. They have a stamp. I'm telling you, like, this is just very uh-huh. low budget. Like it's a, it's like a recyclable paper bag that I got a, you know, some stamps made with my logo on it. And I stamped these bags and that's what I give out for at these awesome. events. And I, people are walking through the event and they're holding my bag and they're like, we need to go see Titty City. We need to see Titty City. So, um, and again, being that it was a two day event on the second day, the people that had come to the event had told their friends they had, and and that's, that's where like the power of all this, like, you know, where it just, it starts from something and it spreads and it's, it was really cool to have some people come and that I got to meet the next day that said, oh my gosh, my friend bought a beanie. My friend got a mug and I can't wait to support you. And, um, you know, and then people sharing a lot of that on their Instagram. So I think that that, that organic reach is what, um, what's really the coolest reach, honestly, of all. That's amazing. Well, you have really, really built up a very solid community and (laughs) it shows, it shows in, it shows in how they've shown up for you too, out in the world, out, you know, offline, you know, offline. And it's amazing. And I think that's a, that's a, that really speaks volume again to the need as you're saying for what you're, what you're putting out. Um, Okay. So my, my wrap up question is, what are some actionable steps that that our listeners can take if they are looking to build a community or a community um, <laughs> of women and men and, you know, um, whatever you, however you identify, um, what are what are actionable steps that that someone can take? Yeah, absolutely. So. I think first and foremost is to show up because if you want to build a community, you you need to show up. You need to be there. You need to be talking, you know, whether that is on your Instagram or your TikTok or what, you know, however it is that you communicate or you're looking for your audience, you got to show up. Right. So um, the next thing I would say is consistency. You got to keep doing that. Right. You got to keep showing up. You got to keep being there. This is how people get to know you. You, you get to, they get to hear what you're talking about. You get to interact with them. So showing up and being consistent, I think are for sure too. Um, and, and the third, I would just say is be authentic, be yourself, be 
you because that's truly why people are showing up to be there with you. That's why, you know, it's work. It will, it will grow your community because, you know, people see through when you're not being yourself, they know, they know they, um, and, and people will start to trust you when they see that it is you and that you're a real person. And, um, and listen, honestly, not every community is for everyone. And I understand that not everybody's going to be like, yeah, Titty City. I get that. That's okay. Um, but I believe that if you show up, you're consistent, you're authentic, that you're going to attract the right people for your community and that will support you. And, and honestly, you could support them. That's really what the Amazing. community is for, right? So That's true. So true. So true. So many good things in there. And I mean, you're not even in midlife yet, Jesse. So there you go. <laughs> I will tell so- you, I always joke that I feel like the pandemic, like just made us all grow like 10 years and like, <laughs> but yes. Well, this it's, has uh, been so inspiring. Um, whether you're in midlife, you're not. I mean, I think that these tips and the way that you built your community, really this formula for success, right? In a small business, right? I mean, started with social media, you moved into an Etsy shop, then you moved into an LLC, then you moved into, you know, you know, full-blown, you know, in-person events. And, you know, a lot of things we didn't even touch on. You do design work for other people too, but I mean, so much. I mean, we could probably have two or three podcasts, but, <laughs> but before everyone goes and before we leave, uh, for us Southern Californians or people who want to be in Southern California, please share what your next couple upcoming events are, maybe even your online events that, you know, are, that the, that the mailbox listeners can, can connect with your community or know if someone that does. So, yeah, totally. Thank you. I, so I actually just recently, as of like this week, I have now a section on my website. So on tittycitydesign.com, mm-hmm. um, I have my, Titty Tent pop-ups and events listed there. So that's always a great place where you can go to check out where I'll be and um, or where you can see some of my artwork. And um, so I've got two coming up in March. I'm super excited about them. Um, I've never been to these locations before. So very excited. So Saturday, March 11th, I'm going to be at The Point in El Segundo. Mm. I love so, that place. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Cool. If you're South Bay or just the LA um, in the LA area. Um, it is a really fun, fun place. And so there's, um, there's a nice little pop-up event going there. So that's 10 to three on Saturday, March 11th. And the following Saturday, on March 18th. So that's just, um, that's coming up right after that. I'm going to go back to back to Titty Tent weekends. <laughs> and um, this is going to be at the Venice Love Fest. Um, okay. This is really cool. I just heard about this event. I am going to have my biggest booth yet. I actually have a 10 by 20 booth. Wow. Um, yeah, it's going to be really fun. It's it's on Venice Boulevard between Sentinella and Inglewood in Mar Vista. So that's Venice Love Fest. And yeah, so those are going to be the next two places you could catch my titties cool. at. <laughs> Perfect. And for listeners, too, we'll put links to these things that we can catch up in the show notes. Um, and, you know, this is awesome. And you're also celebrating, what, two years of your online shop, March 30th, right? And there's going to be some promos there you told us about for your email subscribers. So we'll have all that um, in our notes, too. But Yeah, cool. yeah. Two years coming up. I like, I don't know. It flew by. It flew by. It flew by. 
All right, Jesse, tell us again your website and where people could follow you on Instagram. Yeah. How could they connect with you? Yes. How can they join the movement? Join the movement. movement. Be part of the movement with me. You can be part of the movement with me by by following me on Instagram or TikTok. Um, My handle is at Titty City Design. And you can also, you know, check out my website, tittycitydesign.com. I've got all my products there. Like I said, I've got my pop-up events and announcements. Um, And I also have my Let's Talk Titties blog, which is a really cool blog um, that I have to just support to support the community. Honestly, there's so much great content in there. And um, I love getting to to share all that with everybody. So, um, yeah. That's amazing. And that's Titty with three T's, T-I-T-T-Y, right? City Design. T-I-T-T-Y, C-I-T-Y, D-E-S-I-G-N. Titty City Design. (laughs) You heard it here first. That's awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Jesse. Thanks for joining us. And that's a wrap for this week. In season two, our goal is to share actionable tips with you. We hope this podcast episode leaves you feeling encouraged and full of midlife energy. Don't go away yet. Be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're there, click to join our email list. We promise we'll send only meaningful content. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram too. For the show at midlife at the mailbox or our individual accounts for our own tips and tricks at amylalex28 and Denise Rabat. That's Denise with a Y. Thanks, mom. (laughs) So that we can come into your inbox each week and your feed almost daily. If you're a seasoned listener or just found us, we're glad you did. Make sure that you are following our show on your favorite podcast platform. And if you like what you hear, please share our episode with your midlife bestie and leave us a five-star review. So more awesome listeners like you can discover Midlife at the Mailbox. We release new episodes every other week on Thursdays. At least we try. Our podcast is a production from the minds of two midlife besties and produced with love by the very creative Amy Alexander and Denise Rabat. Professional video and audio editing by Hivecast. See you at the mailbox.